Kingdom and welcome to the MKE Chiefs cast live from the Wolf Den special edition where we will be joined by a very, very special guest. As always, I'm Josh. And I'm Chris. Our special guest is the 2018 and 2019 Arkansas CMA Male Vocalist of the Year, recording recording artist Blaine Howard and also the writer and performer of the song Run It Back. All right, and we are, of course, presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth lighting, and coordination services. And also make sure to check out chrisrowart.com for more pieces like the uh, stuff we've had in our background. So let's get to work on this. So, uh, Blaine, I guess the first question that we have is you, you wrote a song that's a uh, Chiefs anthem. So how did you actually become a Chiefs fan being from Arkansas? Well, I was actually born about 90 miles south of KC in a little town called Fort Scott. If you know where that is, just, just north of Pittsburgh where Pitt State is. I know a lot of people from that area maybe went to college there. Um, was, yeah, was, born <laughs> there. <laughs> was born down there and my mom's entire side of the family is from up there. I've still got cousins that live in that area. I've got a cousin that lives in KC. And then growing up, you know, being up there with my grandparents, my grandfather was always watching the Chiefs games when we were there. So that's just the first team that I was ever really introduced to as a kid would watch the games with him when I was little and it just kind of grew from there man so from the uh from the family affair you somehow found yourself living in Nashville and and being a recording artist so let's let's talk about the path of of being a uh kid growing up in in Arkansas and hanging out with the family and rooting for the Chiefs to ending up in the uh, country music capital of the world (laughs) Yeah, um, grew up in Arkansas, grew up listening to country music and always enjoyed singing, Um, was in choir and all that through high school and did all of the, you know, all region, all state stuff and got some scholarship offers to some music schools and things like that. Um, And just singing was something I always enjoyed doing. And even when I was a little kid, I wanted to be Alan Jackson. Um, I've got pictures of me in front of the TV with CMT on um, just singing along to his songs. And just one day in high school, I think my junior year came in one day from football practice and said, I think I want to be a a singer. I want to move to Nashville and, uh, you know, do country music for a living. And so we just started doing some research on it. And I actually, one of my best friends from high school, his cousin went to Belmont for uh, something completely different. It wasn't a music degree, but she suggested to go check it out. And so we did. We took a visit there that, that summer and just fell in love with it. Everything from all the performances they offer, the arena that's on campus has hosted the CMT Music Awards. uh, Pretty sure it's hosted the ACMs or CMAs one year as well. Um, They've got recording studios in the basement of a couple of the buildings for the students to use and record in. I was like, this is the place where I need to be. So moved there and obviously with the alumni they have too, with Josh Turner and Trisha Yearwood and Brad Paisley, Belmont just was the right place to be for me and met most of the people that I continue to play music with and write songs with today. And yeah, that's just kind of what got me there to Nashville. So a few quick follow-up questions. So let's talk about the uh, choir type of uh, type of arrangements. What was your part (laughs) in the uh, co-ed choir? And if you did any men's choir, what was your singing part there? 
Um, I was usually in just our choir in our high school. I would sing like uh, the bass part or baritone line if there was one. Um, for all state, it's actually divided into one and two for every mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. for every singer. So soprano one and two, alto one and two, all that. So I sang bass one, which was more baritone for that. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's what. Just because I have a pretty wide range, I can hit most of the the low notes and the bass stuff, and I can kind of reach into the the kind of tenor two area as well. Um, I didn't really do any men's chorus except for one year at Allstate. Um, I did make the men's chorus there. I believe it was my sophomore year, which was so much fun because it's just there's something about. I know it sounds weird, but a men's chorus is that like there's so much fun to watch. All the songs are really cool arrangements. Um, it just comes out so differently, and you don't get to hear it very often. So we had a, a lot of fun doing that, and I believe I was uh, base one in that as well. Yeah, B1 baritone is the lead singer and, and that type of stuff. Um, so I, growing up as 90s kids, I, 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 I can't say that I necessarily love the whole boy band era, but there were certain parts of it that I really liked. And uh, like the band 98 Degrees actually oh, went yeah. out of their way to do four-part male harmony. And I always appreciated that. And, uh, yes, they you did. know, Nick Lachey <laughs> was a great B1 and uh, also uh, a member of the fraternity that I was in college. So uh, let's get really interesting here on that. And uh, I didn't know that we were going to be talking about 98 Degrees, but here we are. So Hey, they were one of my favorites back then, for sure. Yeah, good stuff. So, uh, so your your path to nashville it sounds like you never lost your chiefs fandom and uh i i get the impression that you've been to plenty of games at arrowhead so what is your favorite arrowhead memory in all the times you've been to Arrowhead? i've actually only been lucky enough to go twice in my life and they were recent because growing up we couldn't you know drive eight nine hours to kansas city all the time to go to games and i played high school football so Fridays were games for me and it wasn't going to be play on Friday, drive up there Saturday and possibly miss Sunday or miss Monday for school. So I didn't get to go to any games until I actually graduated college because Nashville's even further away. Um, the first game I ever went to was a couple years ago, the game against the Colts in the snow. Um, when we, when, you know, finally beat the Colts <laughs> in the playoffs after all those years of, you know, getting close and all that. So that was, that was a lot of fun for me because it was my first game. It was, you know, 20 degrees. There was snow everywhere. It was our first home playoff win since the 90s or something like that. So yeah. that was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And I got to meet a lot of really cool people um, through that stuff as well. Um, around that same time, because I was going to my first game, I did a little parody, like a Chiefs parody of um, – you know, the blues song, Kansas City, and through that kind of got some fans in the KC area. So got to meet some of the tailgate groups and uh, some other people that worked at the stadium, which was really cool. And they got to kind of show me around the stadium a little bit during halftime and stuff like that, which was really, really cool. Um, and then last year, I got to take a buddy of mine who's a big Packers fan to the Chiefs Packers game. Unfortunately, nice. Mahomes wasn't playing. So, yep, you know, yep. he was a little disappointed <laughs> in that. But he was just absolutely blown away by how loud it was. He's been to, you know, dozens of games at Lambeau and Arrowhead was the one place that he wanted to go to be like another stadium that wasn't for the Packers. And he was just completely blown away by the whole experience. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember the last time the Chiefs played the Packers in a regular season game, it was Monday Night Football and we 
we threw a pretty good tailgate and uh ironically actually this isn't ironic at all this is like atlantis morissette ironic um we we bought a bunch of brisket and we made z-man sandwiches in the uh parking lot and it was raining so we're handing out all these like soaked kaiser rolls (laughs) with brisket on the way in and uh it, it, it was a game where um, this this would have been Alex Smith era, and this was back when Clay Matthews was still a stud. And uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't been to a game at Lambeau, Lambeau is a really nice field. Um, it, it's a great place. And uh, so I remember, you know, networking with a bunch of people there. And, and uh, what I thought was funny was at the end of the game, the uh, the Chiefs had lost, and there were all these Packer fans who were just like, well, hey, at least you got to come see Lambo. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, we have a great stadium too, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, stop it, you know? There, there was yeah. no privilege in coming up here to see the best stadium in the NFL. There, there, was, there was privilege in seeing a good stadium and a good team, and, you know, I'd right. appreciate a little bit of mutual <laughs> respect here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, those, are, those are two great games to go to. So – of the uh, of the times that you've been there, who is your favorite player to watch play live? Oh man, Travis Kelsey was really good in that Packers game last year. Mm-hmm. Considering that Matt Moore was playing, he just he had such a good game that game. He really helped us control the offense so much. He had that really great touchdown where he was facing one way and it was kind of thrown up in the air, and he had to swing his head around like. Willie Mays style and almost like catch it over his shoulder. That was pretty impressive. Um, I'm trying to think the first game against the Colts. I just remember it was cold and we held Andrew Luck to like one passing touchdown. Um, the defense played really, really good that game. Um, I think somebody had a couple of sacks. Was it either Justin Houston or somebody like that in that game before, of course, he went and played for the Colts? Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think I Either think it may have been somebody probably. else, but yeah, yeah, I just remember I remember the defense playing really well that game because mm-hmm. all year long we heard about how the Chiefs defense was like ranked ranked thirty first in the league, which it came back to bite us against the Patriots, but they really stepped up in that game against the Colts. Gotcha. So let's uh let's get into the heart of the subject matter that we really want to talk to you about. Run it back. <laughs> so run it run it back is a phenomenal song. Um you, you totally got your Tim McGraw on. Um so let's uh let's talk about that song in particular. How did that song materialize? Did you wake up one day and just go, by God, I'm in a very Chiefs mood and I want to write a song <laughs> about the Chiefs? Or were you sitting around with buddies having beers one night and going, uh, you know, hey, the Chiefs need to run it back. And next thing you know, the guitar breaks out around the campfire. <laughs> or was it a, a mix of all of those things? You know, tell us about the collaborators. How did the song come about? So, like I said, I did the little parody video for that one, the first game that I went to against the Colts. And that video kind of took off in the KC area. They, they played it on a couple of the news stations, got me in with a lot of the kind of fan pages in KC and stuff like that through Facebook and all that. And when they won, people were just sending messages and comments like crazy, like, well, you've got to do another one for the Patriots game. So I did and still had a great response and we lost. But the game won the next season, people were messaging me, you've got to do a song, you've got to do a song. So I did one then. And then as the season kind of went on, we could see that, you know, another playoff run was coming. So I started doing, doing them for the playoffs last year. 
and the same kind of thing happened. The people that saw it the first time were sharing it, and the 8, 10 a.m. sports station had me on to interview every week as we won, and I changed the song up every week as we progressed through the playoffs. And then, of course, we won the Super Bowl, and I actually I went to the game. Yes, we um, did, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, we did. It, I didn't get to see – this wasn't a game at Arrowhead, but I have been to three Chiefs games. One of them was at the was at Hard Rock Stadium last year. Um, you're, my sister in law You're beating lived. most Chiefs fans in the world, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that probably counts for five games instead of just one. Well, the price it counts for five seasons for sure. worth of games. Yeah. <laughs> so, my sister in law lives in Fort Lauderdale. She's in a residency program down there, and she lives 15 minutes from the stadium. So, oh, nice. like, I can go stay with her and not have to pay thousands of dollars on the hotel room. And so, I flew down there and stayed with her, and then just miraculously got into the game. I bought a ticket from, the, from a guy. Like pretty much as the flyover was like going over the stadium, like, I think I got in. I got to my seat like right as we scored that first touchdown. It was just like, okay, I'm in. I've got to get through all this stuff and kind of see what's outside the stadium. Run in real quick, and I was. I don't know how to in that upper deck section, but I was one row in the back. I could reach back and like just one arm, put my hand against the concrete of the back of the stadium. So here's and what I, I heard. You're, you were in the building. You know, I was in the building, though. I was in the building, yes. Yep. <laughs> I was in the building. I went by myself. I sat with a group of Chiefs fans that I'd never met in my life. And still, it's still something that I'll just continue to remember and have, you know, have memories forever. This group of just random people that I met, and we're all up there crying as, you know, Damian Williams is running for this touchdown to, like, clinch the Super Bowl. It's just – it was incredible. That's great. That's great. Okay, so uh, – Sorry, I, I realized you asked how did the song come about, <laughs> and then I went into a whole other thing there. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that I asked that question. So uh, I, I got so, a lot. Hey, uh, so uh, <laughs> how, how, how did that song come about? That would be a great story to hear. <laughs> We're totally oh, not man. reminiscing about football games we've been to and uh, what, oh, what we think God. about running – you know being fans of this team <laughs> oh gosh so because of those videos and the success and the Super Bowl and me you know being on the radio in KC and the news stations playing it I thought for this season it's like well instead of doing a parody why don't I try and like write my own original song and I gotcha. had the I, I was trying to think of ideas like do I make it just about the Chiefs but then you got to throw in player names and it kind of it can somewhat date the era, which is not a bad era to date, but no, rather, no, <laughs> rather make it somewhat kind of generic to not just be about players. But then I was like, run it back. We, like run it back is the theme for this year. It was like, we heard it preseason. We'd heard it all the way through. It was like week three or four. I had to start. It's like, run it back. That'd be the song. So I sat down. I was like, wrote the first verse and chorus. I was like, I'm going to test this out, posted it on social media. And it just, blew up tens of thousands of views in a you know span of a week or two and it's like okay I think Chiefs fans are liking this so went in and wrote the rest of it and then got with a buddy and got it recorded right before the regular season ended and it's just been crazy to watch it take off man they're playing it all over KC stations and fingers crossed that I'm hoping the Chiefs are going to use it in some type of you know highlight video for a playoff game if we can you know cross our fingers again if we if we win and continue to move on outstanding well um so we uh we definitely do the music thing at our watch parties and i can assure you that that song is part of our 
watch party up here in Wisconsin. And uh, that, that really leads well into the next question that I had. So the hype video that you had, um, it's got a bunch of game footage and just having a little bit of an idea of what generally speaking, you know, music and video type of licensing looks like. How, how did that come together? Did you have any kind of collaboration process with the team or the NFL? What did that look like? Or Well, <laughs> you, we've all been on YouTube and we've seen, you know, highlight reels that people put together on their own accounts and things like that. And there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of, maybe there's not a whole lot of views on them or it's not monetized in some way. And so that maybe the copyright stuff doesn't pick up on it. <laughs> Um, so we just, this, we found this guy that's a KC native and lived there and he made these great, um, highlight reel videos and hype videos and stuff like that. And so we just kind of reached out to him. His name's Cornell Gorman. He does a great job. All his videos are great. And we just said, Hey, you do these great hype videos. You've kind of got this following from these videos anyway. Would you like to do one for us and just use the song? And so that's just kind of the way we did it. And we shared it that way. And you know, via YouTube or Facebook, if it gets flagged as copyright infringement or whatever, that's okay. We really just wanted to use it as a way to introduce the song to people um, before the song was available for download. It kind of gave us a couple of weeks of promo. And because of that, it got us, you know, got me on with a lot of the news stations and radio stations in KC and all that <laughs> stuff. So, you know, technically, you know, if there's someone from the NFL listening, they'll probably go and find the video and flag it and all that stuff. But if it gets flagged at this point, that's okay. That we've just really enjoyed the response that we've had from so many people, not only on the song, but the video that Cornell did as well. Yeah, definitely love the uh, hundreds of thousands of views that you, you guys have had. And, uh, you know, ho hopefully everybody's just kind of looking at this as uh, we're, we're all trying to just collaborate as fans and, you know, Absolutely. a half million people watching a video, what, what could possibly be going wrong here? You know. Well, and I think, you know, like I was saying, the hope was that, you know, it may, maybe it'll get flagged, but it gets picked up enough to where someone in the, you know, team's content or social media department decides to use it on some type of highlight video or something that they post with the own, with the footage that's owned by the team and not by the NFL. So, you know, we're crossing our fingers. It's, it's supposed to happen. So we'll, we'll wait and see whenever that gets posted. And of course I'll be sharing it everywhere and I'll be really excited. I'm just, I'm amazed and I'm so happy that the team has actually heard it and listened to it. And some of the, you know, people in the, in the management department have heard it. So that was kind of my ultimate goal, just to gain, help, you know, gain fans in the KC area, give people a song to listen to, to get hyped up for the games. And hopefully, you know, somewhere down the line, the team sees it. And obviously if they win the Super Bowl. And we do run it back, then I can just use it again next year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Run it back again. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, there you go. So I hope you're right and run it back again. Run it yeah. back again. I'm working on it already. <laughs> there you go. No, I, I, I mean, I can tell you definitely reached us, and uh, you know, we definitely love the song. So, so to uh, to get into the uh, run it back again, um, are we going to be running it back this year and running it back again next year? Are Are you going to be writing that song next year? Personally, I, I think so. I'm, I'm confident enough. Um, I agree. The, uh, obviously, you know, every KC fan has been through the years of the disappointment and the close calls and all that stuff. And that's still somewhere in the back of our mind going, nope, this, you know, there's something that could go wrong or whatever. And 
obviously injuries can happen and things like that. And the thing from last year that I, I try and remember is when Mahomes came back that first game against the Titans, he wasn't quite 100%. But that next week on, we've, we've lost one game since then. We're 23-1. and one, And it's because everyone on the offensive line, defensive line, all the receivers, running backs, like head to toe, was completely healthy through that entire playoff run. And I, that's where I think this, you know, two, two and a half weeks off is really going to be beneficial for this team. I know that there's a lot of people that may say they're going to come out sluggish because they've been this been off this long. But, man, this team, as good as we are, you know, going 14-2, and 14-1 with Mahomes starting and pretty much all the starters out against that Chargers team and still playing well. This team is lined up to do it again if we can stay healthy. So that's kind of where – that's where my fingers are crossed. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all the questions we have. Any uh, parting shots on the, on the team? Anything you want to say uh, regarding the, uh, the team or this run-it-back run before we go? Oh, man. I don't really have any parting shots. You mean, like, take a jab at somebody or just – like a little <laughs> comment. <laughs> However you want to take that by all means. Right. I don't really reserves. have any, you know, I hope that the, I hope that the linebackers that are healthy and are playing, you know, find their assignments and play well. I hope that the linemen, the offensive linemen that are healthy and playing do well as, as well. Not having, you know, Mitchell Schwartz, who's, you know, top five tackle in the league, number the, for sure the best right tackle in the league, not having him healthy is going to be tough. Eric Fisher's playing probably at 75 to 80%, at least the last couple of weeks of the season that he played. So I'm really just hoping that those guys can get healthy and do what they can. I have all faith and confidence in Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey and Honey Badger and all those guys, Chris Jones. We know Chris Jones, he may not get the sacks, but he's going to put pressure on the quarterback pretty much every snap. So no real parting shots other than please stay healthy. <laughs> he, he, Chris Jones is part of the game plan on both our side and the opponents. Uh, Chris, do you have anything before we go for tonight and set in August, uh, hey, we're getting ready to set up for a new season after we won two Super Bowls uh, meeting? <laughs> I'm going to piggyback on the Chris Jones comment. I, I, I looked this up the other day, but this is one metric, but Chris Jones is second – and quarterback pressures in the NFL to TJ Watt. So correct. He is. It's uh he, he's had a very, very good season, even though he doesn't have the sack numbers. Well, and considering and, he doesn't play on the edge as much as TJ Watt yeah. does too, it's harder to get sacks up the middle when you're it's easier to get double teamed. Not that TJ Watt's exactly. not getting double teamed, that dude's a freak, but yeah. yeah, it's he's had a great season quietly just because he didn't have the sack numbers, but he's been on that QB pressures list the entire year. And cheers to a continuation of Chris Jones playing in TJ Whatnot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for uh, Chiefs Cast. So don't forget to go check out Blaine and his music. Go to Spotify and also make sure that you check out uh, Chris Rowe. Also, also uh, download Blaine's music through um, Apple music or any of the other uh, places that you go to download music. Definitely check his stuff out. We got run it back and that's definitely what we're planning on doing and uh, good night. Chiefs kingdom. So run it back for the boys from 69 back for the fans on 12 and high. Run it.